You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey, you're joining me for episode 158 of the Blended Family Podcast. We seem to be having some troubles this week. Some weeks are just like that. This week, we've dealt with a different issue every day, and it's not looking like things are going to be much better right away. So I had a topic planned for you, but it looks like I'm unable to deliver it this week. Every show that I do for you requires a fair amount of research and preparation, time and brain power. Unfortunately, this week, I am not going to be able to find the time for those as well as the mental capacity. So Instead, today, I'm going to answer some listener questions, which was actually on my agenda anyway, so I've just kind of shuffled things around a little bit. I haven't done one of these in a long while, so it's not a bad thing. I do always use actual questions that come in. Some are from my email. Others are from the Facebook group. If anyone listening has a question that you want me to address, please write to me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. That is my email. You can also message me through Facebook as well as post in the private Facebook group, which is over at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. Before I get to the questions, I'll run through my announcements since I skipped them last week. I don't have many. The first thing, between Facebook and emails, I've been having a hard time getting back to all of you in a prompt manner. I know I've discussed this before and I've apologized for it before. It's the same with Facebook Messenger, same with the group. The private Facebook group actually has so much activity now that sadly I'm not even able to read through every post as I once did. So please bear with me. I still try to respond to your emails within a week, but please don't be offended if it takes me longer. I'm doing the best I can. But between my job and the family stuff, the podcast responsibilities sometimes have to get pushed off. That's why you haven't seen me as active in the group. You'll notice I'll pop in there sometimes and I'll comment on a bunch of posts, but then you might not see me again for a week in there. So as far as coaching, prices have gone up like I told you they would, but I am still offering bundled deals to help you save some money. So you can purchase one session for the full price, or you can still purchase a three pack or a five pack to save more money per session. And I'm also going to be running some specials periodically, which I'll always announce here, but you can always check the link to see if there's anything different. Now, the free mini sessions are always going to be available, and they will always be free, and that is an option if you're just not sure about things. So during that free 15-minute session, you get to ask me whatever questions you want, and I'll be able to kind of offer you an idea of what to expect from me moving forward if you do decide to work with me again. And the link for scheduling, including scheduling the mini sessions, is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. Okay, let's see. Uh, Oh, I wanted to read you this. I got a funny email this week from an Australian listener. Usually I don't read emails here unless they're in question form like we're gonna do today, but this one is great, so I wanted to share it with you. He says, hey, Melissa, decided to try your podcast out after searching under blended families. 
nearly didn't bother. As an Aussie, your opening intro with that cliched, cheesy American male voice, yuck. And he put the green-faced vomit emoji next to yuck. Then he says, I gave it a go. Love your input and help. Great podcast. Please change your info for Australian audiences. It sucks. Otherwise, good work. Greg from Australia. Well, Greg, thank you. I am unsure of what you mean by wanting me to change my information for Australian audiences. So please feel free to write me back to clarify what exactly you want me to change. I am American and based in America. And so some of my details, holidays and current events are based on where I live. Anyway, since you bring up the intro, I'd actually love to know from the rest of my listeners, does anyone else hate the intro? Is it yucky to you? If so, let me know. If I get a lot of responses, I might think about changing it. If not, sorry, Greg, I'll stick to my cheesy intro. But I'm always open to opinions, so email me. And thank you, Greg, for writing. Seriously, I'm open to all feedback, no matter what it is. And the last thing here... Before I get into the questions is that I really just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. I realize that without all of your support, I really don't have a show. So I appreciate all of the ways you've been supportive to me over the years. Every email and message I get from you, I am thankful for. Many of you reach out to me to share kind words and encouragement, and I hope you know how much I cherish that. There are times, like this week for instance, that I feel overwhelmed and sometimes I feel like I can't go on and then I'll open up my email and I'll find some encouragement from you. Most of the time it's me offering encouragement to you through the show, but I want you to know that when you give it back to me, it doesn't go unnoticed. It actually fuels me, it fills my cup. And I also am thankful that you in turn give that same support to one another over in the Facebook group. That warms my heart. And it tells me that we are all on the right track here. So thank you to all of you. Okay, let's get into our questions today. The first one comes from my Facebook messages and it says, I would love to hear an episode about grown stepchildren who continue to be jealous of my relationship with my husband. During the holidays, they have unrealistic expectations on how much time they will spend with their dad, even though we have a large family who all have desires to spend time with us. My stepkids are still stuck in a 10-year time warp and continue to put pressure on us. The holidays are full of intense pressure for both my husband and I, not only from our jobs, but also from our kids. We're also having a hard time adjusting traditions now that our kids are older and we need help to adjust our traditions and set realistic expectations with all of our kids. Okay, so most of the time we speak about issues affecting blended families with young kids. And I think people don't realize that sometimes families with older kids struggle too. In this case, the listener doesn't say the ages, but she does say that they're grown. So I guess we're talking about kids who are at least 18 or older, probably in their 20s or 30s. I also don't know how many kids we're talking about, which also makes a bit of difference. But to my listener, you don't say how your husband feels about all this or how he's dealing with it. Is it bothering him also? Or is he okay with their demands? I feel like I need to know a little bit more in order to really give you the best advice. But based on just what you wrote, I'll say this. Hopefully, your husband is on the same page as you. 
You've done your job. It's time for the two of you to create the life and traditions that you both want now. And I don't know what that will be for you. Since you have a big family, perhaps you could hold a holiday at your place. That way everyone feels satisfied that they're getting the time they need with you know your, the kids, with dad, and people that you need to see. The only person, though, that can tackle the jealousy is your husband. They are his kids. And he needs to understand where the jealousy is coming from, as well as make it clear that since they're grown, holidays aren't going to look the same anymore. And also, you and your husband need to come up with a plan of exactly how you want to spend your holidays. Did you talk about that? Did you talk about what you want it to look like? Whether you rotate things around or keep them the same year after year is totally up to you, but it needs to be decided. And then he needs to share that information with his kids. Sadly, the holidays are stressful for blended families. Well, all families really, but for us blended families, it's far worse. Everyone has their own expectations, But like I said, you have done your job. The kids are raised. And now it's your turn to do things the way you want to. And you both cannot feel guilty about that. Also, if the jealousy they have is not only around the holidays and shared time, if it's all the time with you, then it really does need to be addressed. Dad needs to put his foot down here. After all, they will be moving on to their own relationships and their own marriages, and eventually they'll care less. If it's just more time they need with dad, that can probably be arranged without any jealousy necessary. So I think a discussion between dad and the kids needs to happen, but please feel free to write me back to fill in any missing details or to clear up anything. And I hope for now that answer helps you. So let's move on to the next question. This one comes from the Facebook group. And it says, if you were previously married, what did you do with such things as wedding albums, photos, etc.? I had them put away at the top shelf of my closet, but we're moving now, so I will need to deal with them. I've heard people mention that you should keep them for your kids. Is that what you did? It does feel a bit awkward packing up my old bulky wedding album for my husband to move those boxes to our new house. All right, so this actually comes up a lot. People, people get really upset at old mementos and photos. And I understand why. None of us want to imagine our partner ever having been with someone else, let alone having in front of us evidence of the love they once shared. I totally get it. But here's my take on this. Our past defines and shapes who we are today, and we all have one. It is our history. It's not that we want to look at those photos to think about great memories that we had. It's just, I think it's necessary to keep them because it is a record of our past. Mainly though, when there are children involved, I always think you need to keep that stuff. Why? Because the kids are gonna want to see it one day. There's nothing wrong with evidence of that love. Because It was that love that created them. And I do think they need to know that and see it because if all they know is divorced parents who don't get along, it's kind of nice for them to see that mom and dad did love one another at one time. That doesn't mean that it needs to be displayed, 
but keeping them in a box for later is fine. I actually recommend it. The only time I suggest keeping anything out on display is if a child has lost a parent, and then I think it's okay for them to have a few photos around in their room. Otherwise, just put things away for safekeeping, basement, or an attic. The kids will appreciate it down the road. Okay, the next question also comes from the Facebook group, and it says, how do you prevent the drama of a hostile ex from causing drama in your new relationship? I feel like so much of my and my husband's time is spent discussing and sometimes even arguing about how to deal with conflict with my husband's ex. It's exhausting and it prevents us from focusing on our new blended family and our own relationship. My only solution so far is the idea of putting off responding to any non-urgent communication from her to one set day each week. This has kind of worked except that I know my husband is still stewing over things from her for the rest of the week, but only brings them up to me on Tuesday. That's the day we have allotted to the ex-wife drama. This is a great question, and I imagine that many of you right now can resonate with this. I'll give you a simple answer. You ask me how to prevent the ex's drama from interfering in your relationship. Well, there is a simple answer. You, you have a choice in this. You can decide to not allow it. Okay, so that's the simple answer, just don't allow it. But I know that needs like an explanation, so here goes. You can't control the ex-spouse or what she does. You can't control the drama she causes. You can't control how many phone calls she makes to your husband. But here's the good news. You do get to control how much power she has over the two of you. You do get to control how much time you spend discussing her we're stressing over her. You do get to control how much you argue about it, and you definitely get to control how much you let it affect your blended family. I know she frustrates you. I know it's not fair, and I know that it's hard to ignore, but since she likely won't change, you're going to have to. So what does that mean? That means making an agreement with your partner to not argue over her, you're the team now. It's not supposed to be you guys against one another, but you're allowing her to create that in you. Don't let her win. No matter what drama she attempts to create, you and your husband have to make a decision, and it is a choice to not let it come between you. I think the idea of having a set time, like you said, is Tuesday for you, a set time to discuss her issues, is not a bad idea since you're now able to have control over that. But then what is probably happening in my mind, what I think is happening is that Tuesdays are becoming a dreaded, horrible day. And the days leading up to that might be stressful from anticipation because you know that you're gonna be talking about it. Plus it kind of builds frustration because you're allowing, or at least your husband is allowing things to build up in him for the week. And this is kind of difficult because I can tell you what to do, but it's going to be up to you to put it into practice, and I'm not asking you to do something that's easy to do. But the bottom line is, you both need to say no more to one another. That means no fighting over her. It means when you're spending time together or with the family not discussing her, and it means making an agreement that no matter what she does, you can handle it together as a team and not allow any of that drama to affect you. 
Easier said than done, I'm aware of that, but I wouldn't ask you to do it if I thought it wasn't possible. I hope that helps, and I wish I had a better answer or an easier solution, but at the end of the day, all we can do is change our own actions and reactions to things around us. So I hope that that helps. And the last question is from my email, and it says, I don't know what to do. My future mother-in-law puts more effort and value into her relationship with bio mom than with her own son, my future husband. She will always side with bio mom, defend her, and make excuses for her even when her actions are deplorable. Meanwhile, my future husband's feelings are cast off to the side, seen not as important, and I see him suffering because of it. Doesn't she realize she's pushing her own son away? Should I say something to her, or is it not my place? This is another great question, and one I've heard many times, which is why I included it today. I always like to put questions on that many of you can relate to. So it's quite common for people to maintain their relationships with the in-laws after divorce. I actually think that can be a very good thing in many cases. Unfortunately, sometimes in-laws are overly involved and they meddle when they shouldn't, or as in this case, they pick sides. I don't think people need to pick sides, but if they're going to, it always surprises me when they pick someone other than their own child. I'm not sure why she's doing this, but I can see how this frustrates you as it would anyone. Aside from it hurting you to have to watch your own partner being treated that way, I'm sure it also hurts that she's idolizing his ex and her closeness with bio mom probably keeps distance between you and her as well. My opinion here, and remember this is just my opinion, I don't think it's your place to say anything. And I'll tell you why. It is his mom and he needs to be the one to tell her how he feels. I'm afraid that if you speak up to her, it'll cause more upset. And then you might have her turn on you, or she might tell bio mom, and then they both turn on you. Of course, it is your business, it is your future husband, so I understand why you care so much. Here's what I recommend you do. Be a very supportive partner to him, encourage him to speak up to her, Remind him of his own power and that he should have a talk with her. Be an ear for him to vent to when she upsets him. But I wouldn't take this into your own hands, at least not right now. Maybe down the road, after you're married, things might look different. For now, I'd say bite your tongue and support your future husband through it and leave it at that. All right, everyone, that is the last of the questions for today. But I want to know, do you like it when I dedicate an entire episode to your questions? If so, let me know. I can do more of these. Or I can include questions, maybe one question in each show if you like that kind of a format. It's up to you. I do like to include them periodically because I think that it's important because I think I get a lot of questions that are very, very similar, and I always write everybody back, by the way. If you ever write to me, you'll notice that eventually I will write you back, but sometimes I think it's good for people to even see that other people are struggling with the same issues too. So if you have a question that you would like to send to me, maybe to be read on a future show, those questions as well as any other kind of feedback can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. 
Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you all have a great week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.